Bavabasar Perk Yud Mishnah Hey ten five. So this Mishnah, the real topic of the Mishnah is the topic of something called asmachta. An asmachta is uh, when a person makes a statement. He says he'll do something. He like he'll pay money if some condition uh, is met. But he doesn't expect that condition to be met. So therefore, he doesn't really mean or intend to actually really be obligated. Perhaps. Okay, that's the idea. So. There's a machlokas tanaim here, whether asmachta kanya or asmachta lo kanya. If one is indeed bound by his asmachta commitment, since he sort of was saying it largely out of like bravado and sort of as, as a rhetorical effect, but not necessarily really intending to ever have to, you know, make good on his on his promise. That's the notion of asmachta. It's a machlokas tanaim. The lach is in normal circumstances that asmachta lo kanya, that one isn't bound by the asmachta because we're going to pass in that a person... Though he said it, he didn't really intend that it would ever come true. He was confident that the condition wouldn't be met, and therefore he didn't really mean to be bound by it. That's the halacha. So that's what the Mishnah is really about. Now, what the Mishnah looks like it's about is um, a topic about what happens if a person, um, let's say Reuven lends money to Shimon. So uh, Reuven lends $100, and Shimon only has 40 right now. So he makes a partial payment back to Reuven. So um, we'll see in the next Mishnah the topic of what happens if you make partial payments and what your options are. Um, but our Mishnah is going to say we're going to not consider either of those options. Uh, instead, we'll just simply, because those options, I should say, those options um, would be either, let's say, to write a new contract for the missing uh, 60, you call it, the missing amount, or to give a receipt to the person who, who paid the 40 so he can protect himself, as we'll see in the next Mishnah. Um, but our Mishnah here says, what if they just sort of don't do any of that. Instead, they just appoint a third party to keep the contract. Since the contract, this IOU, essentially works kind of like a cashier's check, right? It can be, you can, the lender can take it to Bezin and enforce the borrower to pay the full amount. And since part of it's been repaid, so they come to an agreement. They say, listen, we'll give it to a third party who we both trust, and um, and he'll protect both of our interests. So that means the contract is still valid, and therefore the lender can still collect on it. Whereas the borrower who paid part of it wanted to pay the full amount again. That's the idea. Okay? So, um, our mission says inside, Misha paramiktsas chovo vehishlish eshtaro. What happens is that this Shimon character, he pays part of his obligations to Reuven. So the contract said that Shimon owes Reuven 100, and uh, Reuven only come, Shimon only comes up with, with 40 of it, so there's still 60 owing. And so what they do is they basically give this contract to a third party, we'll call him Levi, and they both say, listen, Levi, you hold on to this contract until... Uh, you know, Shimon pays uh, the balance of what he owes to Reuven. And again, they both think they're protected because Reuven says, listen, there's a contract, I'm protected. It's in my trusted friend Levy's hands and uh, I'll get paid there for my missing amount. And uh, and similarly, uh, I have nothing to lose because the contract's at the full amount, the full hundred. And uh, Shimon says, I have nothing really to lose because I trust my friend Levy and he's not going to let um, Reuven collect the full hundred again. Um, so I'm protected. I paid part and I'll pay part more. Um, but what happens next is that Shimon, to assure Reuven this is going to be um, quick and painless, Amar Lo, Shimon, the borrower, says, Im lo mikan vad yom ploni, If I don't deliver the missing amount, the missing 60, by, you know, next Tuesday, then instructs Shimon to this trusted third party, Levi, Ten lo shtaro, Shimon says to Levi, you can give him back his contract. And that would mean that Reuven could collect the full hundred all over again. So that, of course... But in the being that the first payment that Shimon made to Reuven effectively is just a gift. He gifted him 40, and he said, listen, I'll, I'll, if I, I'm guaranteeing by next Tuesday I'll have the money, and if I don't, 
that initial payment was a gift. It wasn't interest. It wasn't, uh, it's not aganatar. Um, it's not pay- payment for any sort of like delayment. It's simply a penalty payment that we're giving as a gift to, uh, to, to, to Reuven. Okay? Now, when Shimon says that, he doesn't mean, he fully expects to come up with a 60 or he wouldn't, you know, make such a promise. And now what happens is, Higiazman Velonasan comes next Tuesday and Shimon doesn't have the money and therefore Shimon didn't pay Reuven. So now Reuven goes to Levi and says, Levi, you heard what he said. He said, if he doesn't pay by Tuesday and he hasn't paid by Tuesday, you should give me the contract, which effectively means the initial payment of 40 becomes a gift to Reuven. He'll be able to collect the full 100 all over again. So the question becomes, should Levi do what Shimon said, take his words on face value, even though they're in a smachta, he didn't really mean it. He was just sort of, you know, saying it, but presumably he didn't really intend to actually have to ever deliver on this promise. Um, should Levi therefore listen to it and treat it as a smachta kanya? He was bound, Shimon's bound by his commitment and give Reuven the contract. Or should Levi say no? Um, you know, I, I, yes, Shimon did say that, but he never meant it. He didn't really mean to be bound to pay twice. That's crazy. He was just, you know, he was given like, you know, he, since he didn't think he didn't really mean legally to bound by to bound by such a commitment, he just was saying it but not meaning it, and therefore thus marked the low kanya. So it's a machlokus tanaim. Rabbiosi Omer Yiten. Rabbiosi says asmachta kanya. He said it. He's bound by it, and therefore Levi should do exactly what Shimon said, taking his words on face value. He committed to it, and therefore give the contract. Says Rabbiosi, Levi should give the contract back to Reuven so he can enforce it in full. And Rabbiuda Omer Lo Yiten. Rabbiuda says no. Levi should not give the contract back to Reuven. That's not fair. That's not just. And yes, of course, Shimon did say he promised by next Tuesday or else. But he didn't mean really or else that he'd pay twice. That's not fair. He didn't mean it. Since he didn't mean it, he's not bound by it. And therefore, a smart low Kanya. So Levi should not give the contract. That's the Machlokas. We pass like Rabbi Yehuda, a smart low Kanya. So therefore, we would mean that, that Levi shouldn't just give Reuven back the contract and make Shimon pay sort of twice, so to speak. Um... And that's the din. There are scenarios that, uh, essentially, if in a very formal situation where two parties go to a bezdin that's an expert in asmachtas, and there the the shimon of the story makes an asmachta commitment, so obviously he, there he really means to be bound by it because he's saying in front of a bezdin who you know deal with this and the expert in this, and therefore in such a scenario he would be bound by his comments. But under normal circumstances, we paskin asmachta lo kanya.